From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It's Thursday, September 21st, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. Police called to a medical emergency in the western Columbus suburb of Hilliard yesterday found evidence of childbirth and a baby inside a parked vehicle. Officers uh, immediately began um, life-saving measures, CPR, mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Uh, Norwich Township Medics transported that child to the hospital, and unfortunately that child was pronounced dead at um, Nationwide Children's Hospital. Hilliard Police Chief Mike Woods says they're interviewing family members. A woman believed to be the child's mother was also taken to a hospital. A police chase that ended when a pickup truck crashed and came to rest in a classroom at Toledo's Shoreland Elementary School early yesterday morning destroyed more than just a wall. Special equipment used by an 8-year-old student who is blind was also demolished. Katie Onstott is school superintendent. It's not a call that anybody wants to wake up to at 3 a.m., but that's the call we received. The building suffered an estimated $150,000 in damage, and an online fundraiser has been established. More than seven months after the toxic train derailment there, President Biden has issued an executive order to help Ohioans in East Palestine. The president is telling FEMA to appoint a federal coordinator to oversee recovery efforts. Republican State Senator Michael Rooley represents East Palestine. This is a very, very important issue, not just for my district, but for all of Ohio. You know, we saw right around the disaster at East Palestine, we had four other train derailments. The EPA will continue to oversee removal and disposal of toxic waste from the crash site and will provide a report to the president within the next month. The Departments of Health and Human Services and Transportation will also provide reports. The United Auto Workers strike is now on day seven. ONN's Yolanda Harris says Stellantis has announced layoffs at its plant in Perrysburg outside of Toledo. Stellantis released a statement saying 68 workers would be immediately and temporarily laid off. The reason is storage constraints. Other employees will continue to work. If a deal isn't reached by Friday, the union is expected to give the go-ahead for more plants to strike. I'm Yolanda Harris. Cleveland Clinic Lutheran Hospital narrowly dodged a strike two weeks ago, but non-union caregivers are now complaining about labor conditions. Nurse Samantha Schultz says patients have attacked her multiple times and that the hospital gave her the runaround when she filed for workers' comp. I called my doctor's office of, at the Cleveland Clinic at work to ask them if, because I was originally told that they would have to hold a position for me in some way, shape, or form, or I'd have to be compensated. And they asked me right off the bat, you work at Lutheran? I said, yeah. And they said, yeah, Lutheran follows their own rules. They don't play by the book. They do whatever they want. So far, the Cleveland Clinic has not commented on the matter. An emergency hearing being held regarding a temporary restraining order filed against Ohio Governor Mike DeWine for the attempted takeover of the State Board of Education. More from ONN's Kevin Landers. This hearing comes just two days after several members of the Ohio State Board of Education, represented by national organization Democracy Forward, filed a lawsuit against the state of Ohio and Governor DeWine to stop what they say is an anti-democratic takeover of the Board of Education. Seven Ohio school board members are alleging that a Republican takeover violates the state's constitution. This comes after the latest state budget, which shifted oversight of the education department from the state and the superintendent to a director appointed by the governor. Outside the Franklin County Common Pleas Court, Kevin Landers. An update on Cleveland Cavaliers president of basketball operations, Kobe Altman, who has pleaded not guilty to a charge of impaired driving. 
Here's ONN's Stephanie Haney. Ullman was arrested by the Ohio State Highway Patrol Friday night after troopers pulled him over for a traffic lane violation around East 55th Street. Troopers say he refused to take a breathalyzer test and was later charged with OVI. The Cavs released a statement following his arrest. It reads in part, quote, We hold our team members to a high standard of conduct and expect leaders at every level of our organization to represent the Cavaliers with integrity, professionalism, and accountability. Now, the Cavs said they will continue to monitor the facts of Altman's case and will wait for a resolution from the legal process. I'm Stephanie Haney. The Cleveland Browns' search for a replacement for injured running back Nick Chubb has ended. The team signed former running back Kareem Hunt to a one-year deal worth $4 million. The Columbus crew defeated the Chicago Fire 3-0 last night, and one player in particular had a really good match. The right foot is a goal for Columbus! Winger Cuco Hernandez scored the second-fastest hat trick in Major League Soccer history, taking just 23 minutes to score those three points. The crew is now heading to the playoffs. Southeast of Cleveland, residents in Twinsburg are mourning the loss of a beloved bird. ONN's Angela Ann has more. Police confirm Ralph the Twinsburg turkey, who made local headlines for his antics in and around the city, has died. The circumstances surrounding his passing have not been revealed. Ralph first began appearing in May when locals would notice him meandering about the streets or patrolling parking lots. The Ohio Department of Natural Resources attempted to apprehend Ralph to potentially relocate him to a safer area, but he always evaded capture. Eventually, Ralph got his own Facebook page where people would report sightings of the famous fowl. Angela Ann, ONN News. And a special honor for a company in Columbus that's also the oldest black-owned business in the U.S. E.E. Ward Moving and Storage started in 1881, but company founders didn't just move furniture. They also helped enslaved people move to freedom in Ohio as a stop on the Underground Railroad. E.E. Ward received the Legacy Award from the Small Business Administration. Company President Brian Brooks. I think back to, you know, the dream that John T. Ward and his son William S. Ward had in 1881 to create a business to service people at that time in the city of Columbus and then expanded the nation. The family-owned business operates out of Grove City, south of Columbus, and has also expanded to North Carolina. Special thanks to our TV affiliates, WKYC in Cleveland, WTOL in Toledo, and WBNS in Columbus for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.